Seto Kaiba will bother us no more. <laughs> I'm not going to give up Kaiba Corporation without a real fight. It's takeover time by me. I attack with the blue eyes white dragon. Thought you were a soldier. You had it all under control. Now nothing's enough. You're gonna take back what you stole. Keep it up, cause now I'm back. What the fuck is up, duelists? Welcome to Pod of Greed. The only Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast officially sponsored by Kaiba Court. Uh, I'm Dan Silva, a.k.a. The Hundred Good Deeds of Joey Wheeler. <laughs> I'm Max, a.k.a. Joey Wilfred. Nope, don't get it. I'm Sarah, uh, also it. known as Dovia again. There's one for all you Wheeler Time fans out there. And today joining us, we have a very special guest. Uh, Colin, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Colin, a.k.a. Uh, Blue Eyes Pun Pun Divine Dragon. Hmm. Yeah. Oh my god. I think <laughs> I think each one of our references was just just for ourselves. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah Max. probably. I just I just thought of anything that involved a dog. Have you not seen Wilfred? That show with Elijah Wood and the guy who's dressed up in a dog costume that like everyone else sees as a real dog, but Elijah Wood sees him as a man in a dog costume. That I've... sounds extremely upsetting. Yeah, I've no, never... like it's a weird show. It's an aggressively Sarah show. Like you should really watch it. <laughs> I've never heard of this in my entire life. Oh my god! All right, yeah, Sarah, you should. That that's your homework for this week. I'm googling um... pictures of it. Oh, anyway, oh yeah, we watched some Yu Gi Oh episodes, didn't we? We watched yeah. a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh episodes. Oh yeah, first, Four. first, first, um, we gotta ask Colin about their history with Yu-Gi-Oh. Okay, um, so I, oh man, so I was in the Boy Scouts when I was a, a young child up until uh, I became an adult, um, and the big thing about the kind of like the uh, conference isn't the right word, but like. The subsection of the country that I was in, um, we everybody played Magic the Gathering. Uh, I had been playing Magic the Gathering since I was like eight years old because of Boy Scouts, basically. Um, and my first like real exposure to Yu Gi Oh was like it was like I, I knew it was like on TV and stuff, but I didn't really know what he played until I went to summer camp one year. And one, we had to share our campsite with like another like group of scouts, and like they were all Yu-Gi-Oh players and it was just like this really foreign weird thing to us um and also because I was a little mythology trash goblin uh mm-hmm. I had an Eye of Horus necklace that I wore ah. uh mm-hmm. and literally like every like like fucking <laughs> like one in three kids cuz like Yu-Gi-Oh invaded summer camp that year um yeah. like one in three kids would be like oh my oh, he's oh you you think you you think you're Yu-Gi-Moto I'm like well, I don't know what the fuck that is uh um I just threw <laughs> blue eyes white dragon it's all I knew um but yeah uh I occa- I occasionally while doing homework would catch a, a WB episode of 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 Yu-Gi-Oh um and Eventually, some of my friends started playing. I played, like, once or twice and, like, kind of understood the rules, but not really. Uh, and I remember I remember watching these episodes specifically and thinking it was a fucking hella cool game. Uh, and then never thinking about it ever again. Um, and then uh, one of my friends, the patent, like, four years ago, was like, hey, let's watch a shit ton of Yu-Gi-Oh! And I was like, yeah, fucking yeah, sure. So we got a bunch of... 
Uh, we got a bunch of Kroger sushi, and we watched a bunch of Yu-Gi-Oh! And, yeah, I mean, yeah. that That's that's my history with Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> Kroger sushi. <laughs> that's I can, like, physically feel that in my tummy right now, and it's not great. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that it, sounds it wasn't. like about my level of knowledge about Yu-Gi-Oh! versus my level of knowledge about Magic the Gathering. As in, I don't really know much about Magic the Gathering, but I even know shit fuck ton less about Yu-Gi-Oh! Um, yeah. Um, which I do have some notes about in this episode, actually. Uh, we'll get to them. Yeah. Um, we'll get to it. Colin, did you watch the dub or the sub? I watched... Um, oh, man. Uh, I could only find one episode of the sub on YouTube, and I did watch that, and then the rest of these episodes I watched the dub version. Okay, Damn. okay. Like that's that. like the that's like the platonic ideal of cultural combination. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so the episode in the Japanese, uh, the first episode starts out and it's called "Mysterious Transfer Student Ryuji Otogi." Um, what did what did Dub Squad get? Uh, dungeon Dice Monsters Part One. They're all Dungeon Dice Monsters. Yeah, and this is already like the very first big split that we get because usually when a character has an you know they have different names in the sub and the dub it'll be similar like Mai is still Mai in both of them Pegasus is still Pegasus Ryuji Otogi is very different than Duke Devlin <laughs> it's it sounds like the name of a of like an evil bear and you make like an enemy npc in a tabletop game it's probably the most four kids ass translation name. Like just a normal Japanese name going to Duke Devlin. Like I could not handle someone calling themselves that in high school. I mean Duke Devlin is absolutely iconic and like even though I'm watching the the Japanese and they're saying like Otogi every fucking 30 seconds I'm like it's Duke Devlin man that looks like a Duke Devlin to me. Yeah. Um and also, I did find a picture of Wilfred featuring, featuring Elijah Wood, and this looks like an iconic show that I am going to have to watch later. Um, Sarah, it's a good show. Wow, this sure is an image. <laughs> um, do we do we know what the the kanji for his name is? Because uh, I'm looking this up right now, and uh, it's a lot of stuff to do with like craftsmanship or a plant or entertaining. Which I don't think there's a through line to Duke Devlin there at all. Is this a togi? <laughs> Mm. Yeah, and then uh, Rigi is is like twin dragons or dragons or something like that. So yeah, really, they just I mean localization team just not not doing their job here. I'm, I mean, I'm I guess when you look at this like stylish like emo ass, absolutely entirely fucking cool motherfucker, then there's only one thing you can name him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, to be fair, I mean, all throughout my notes in these episodes, like, every few paragraphs, I'll just be like, man, Otogi looks fucking cool. <laughs> he looks so cool as the thing. He's really cool. and um, He does look like he belongs as the front man of some band. Oh, no, he I definitely like... want to fuck him. Like, I mean, yeah. like, straight up, <laughs> this is a very attractive anime man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and um, anyway, so uh, we start out the episode. Um, let's actually get to that because that we do like every week. Apparently, um, we start out the episode, and Yugi's grandpa is all depressed because there's a new game shop in town. Relatable. Um, 
and and he's just like, oh man, like they're gonna be so much better. They're gonna they've got apparently they've got a new game that they're selling. Uh, and Yugi in the background is like, ooh, uh, a new game. I'm kind of interested in that. And then Grandpa is like, how fucking dare you? I've been betrayed by my own grandson. How <laughs> dare you show interest in the new game shop? Yugi is the meme of Shaq asleep. It's like dual <laughs> monsters. I sleep. Dungeon dice monsters. Oh, real shit. <laughs> The the thing, the thing that I hate about this part is like Grandpa's like, oh, they don't they don't respect any classic games. They only want to play the the new fad games. And it's like, what do you think Duel Monsters is? It's not like chess. You're not. It's, it's a fucking, long and respected game with ancient history. Yeah. Does, I mean, does fucking does Yugi's grandpa have like sets of Catan in his shop? I don't see him. He there. absolutely does. <laughs> He says in the dub, I've been through a lot in my life. I've been trapped in an ancient pyramid, stung by scorpions, uh, attacked what? by Tibetan wolves, but nothing what? compares to this. What? 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 Can we get that anime instead? <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, uh, I'm like, I will talk about this a little bit more, but the manga version of this part is kind of a little bit like that anime. It's very, like, Sugoroku-centric. Um, and we get none of that in this, so, I mean, if you want to know more about it, go read the manga. Um, but, like, basically the plot of uh, DDM in the manga kind of revolves around some bullshit that Suguroku pulled, like, 20 years ago, and the person who actually runs Black Crown, or Black Clown Games, as I like to call it, um, <laughs> is here to get revenge on Suguroku. We get none of that, it's just some Pegasus stuff. Um, That's, like, the exact same plot as the Rebecca episodes. Pretty much. I mean, yeah. I would quite enjoy it if all the kind of quote-unquote filler just involved people being pissed off at Suguroku and coming back to kick Yugi's ass because of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so moving forward to the episode, uh, Anzu and Yugi, because I think Anzu came around to like walk Yugi to school or something, um, but she and Yugi go to check out uh, Black Crown Games, and it's got a big fuck-off clown on the front of it. Just I hate it. clown boy. Why so, isn't it called Black Clown? It looks like I mean, that fucking that fucking dog from the McDonald's direct-to-video cartoons, and I hate it. <laughs> I would argue that because L and R are the same letter in Japanese, it is called Black Clown Games. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, it's it. probably Black Clown. In the manga, it is run by a clown. Oh, that's awful. We know this um, anime and manga is horny for clowns too. So I mean, just very. Yeah. <laughs> have you Have you seen Saggy? <laughs> Everyone has seen Saggy. <laughs> I've seen too much. You've seen Crass Clown. You've seen why he's called Saggy. <laughs> um. Yes. Yeah, so they're they're standing outside the front of the game store, like, oh hi, a game store. Uh, Yugi gets a wee flyer for the new game, which is called DDM. Um. Fun fact, uh, in the original manga, in the Japanese manga, it was called DDD. Can you guess what DDD stands for? Duelists? No, it's, it's very similar to the original, but instead of M, it's... Can you think of a kind of M monster that begins with D? Dungeon Dice uh... Dragons? Yes, you got it, Colin. <laughs> <laughs> a plus. Um, Dungeon Dice Dragons. And they, they, yeah, they or like Dungeons and Dragons and Dice or something. The D was Dragons, um, but yeah, so they they like changed it for the English translation of the manga and for well, this because D and D exists. Well, yeah, that's right. like, uh, and then also because the instead of calling them duelists in the in the Japanese, they call them dungeon masters. But then in the English, they're like like fucking 
what dice masters or mon- <laughs> monster lords or something i can't remember <laughs> while dice master i mean i like to think of myself as a dice master um so yeah, uh, Yugi gets a flyer and they're like, oh cool, the new game, I'll definitely have to check it out. Uh, and then leave. Uh, and as Anzu and Yugi leave from, uh, sort of from the window of the game shop, this kind of mysterious dice boy um, watches them walk off. Um, and this turns out to be our Otogi, or Duke Devlin. Um, and he has some vague dialogue about how he wants to fight Yugi at DDM. I didn't write it down, it wasn't really yeah. that important. He's got a yeah. lackey with him. Who just we never, yeah, see, we never a, see him again. A lackey that seems very important in the first episode. Also, the dude has like his like sweater tied around his neck, like he's like belongs to a country club. Yeah, and then we never see him again. He's he's got to be like like fucking Duke's like accountant or like real estate lawyer or something like that, or like a Kickstarter official. Um, I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No, Duke, Duke is the only high schooler in this universe who's smart enough to hire an actual adult who knows what they're doing when they run their business. Mm-hmm. Kaiba, take note. <laughs> you mean Kaiba isn't an actual adult who knows how to run a business? You mean he's a 16-year-old boy who should be in school? Um, speaking <laughs> of school, um, the next scene is like the kind of pre-classroom chat and the gang are there discussing the new game shop. Um, there's some kind of fun stuff where it turns out that Joey is a paper boy now. Um. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's yeah. like, and and it's like that very quick cutaway of like you're not allowed to have a job, and then Genoshi's like, they said I'm allowed to to help pay for school expenses. Yeah, because yeah. he spent Again. all of the 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 winnings from Duelist Kingdom on Shizuka's eyes, uh, which we get an update on, and it, they're going to be fine, and it's all good. She's going to have the operation. Yay! Everything yeah. is going well. They Yay. they don't get into specifics in the dub, but I. It's, he just implies he's trying to avoid spending any of it uh, on anything that isn't Serenity's eyes, and I gotta, I cannot help but wonder how, how a how immensely powerful this eye surgery is that it cost him three million dollars. I is it? I do want to point out he doesn't even say the word doctor; he just says the eye guy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, yeah, I found a guy. I found a guy in the alley behind the school, and he said he could get eyes for my sister. So I gave him the money. Right? That's a pretty good deal. <laughs> yeah, I found a guy in an alley behind my school, and he said, "Hey, let me take a look at your puzzle." So I gave it to him, and then it was all right. You know, um, <laughs> he got the eyes. Serenity's got- going to get cool cyber guys. Serenity will unlock the manga Q Sharingan. <laughs> She's going to get Bato's eyes from Ghost in the Shell. Yeah. Uh, anyway, this uh, is inter- all this kind of chat is interrupted by a load of girls screaming in the background. Oh, he's doing dice ooh, tricks! Look at this new swoon. transfer student! We he's got that. a sick dice stack. Oh, yeah. This yeah, whole scene. Like, These girls are throughout this episode. Yeah. Um, they endeared themselves to me later on just because of how much they were roasting Genochi. Yeah. But like, when they're going head over heels for, for Otogi, I'm like, Nah, I'm good. Yeah, um, basically the thing is that Otogi is in school, um, he's at the school, and all the girls love him because he can do cool dice tricks. Uh, and also he's really fucking hot. Um, yeah, secondary to the dice tricks. They're around fangirling over him, um, which really kind of pisses Joey off, and Joey's like, oh, it's the same as the one in season zero where the game show guy is in, and Joey's like, oh, I hate guys who show off to impress girls. 
and then immediately starts boasting about how great he is in order to impress girls. Um, I'm the guy who sheaths my sharpened sword. I didn't want to write what that down. What the hell are you? T- what the hell are you talking about, Jinochi? <laughs> yeah. Japanese the, our Japanese watchers we get a lot of stuff about like Joey's sword and I don't like it bad metaphor it's not good to hear um, <laughs> yeah. this kind of culminates with Otogi or Duke Devlin comes over uh, and like baits Joey um, uh, yeah this bit was good he runs this kind of bullshit high school technicalities kind of bullshit game thing um, <laughs> about a dice and a cup um, what were the specifics? Well, he said, it might be different in the sub, but in the dub he says, like, I, using the power of my mind, I can get this dice without, get this dice out of the cup without even touching the cup. Yep. Oh, uh, I've done this before. Yeah, fucking fucking yeah, this, <laughs> this is the evolution of that, like, I'm not touching you thing. It's like, you know, the stupid, like, technicalities of just, like, completely pissing someone off. The only way to win is to not play. But Jinochi plays, and he's like, there's no way you can do that. And Duke's like, oh, the bet the dice isn't even under the cup now. So he reaches for it, and, like, Yugi just, like, immediately, like, screams, it's a trap, Jinochi! Like, this is the most high-stakes thing that's ever happened to them. He says it like there's an actual booby trap that's going to kill him. Yeah! And he lifts up, Jinochi lifts up the, uh, the cup, and the dice still there, and... Otogi picks it up and he's like, see, I told you I could pick the diet without touching the cup. And then Jino- This is like one of those fucking <laughs> updog just gets style mad. pranks they do to fuck with you <laughs> in like middle school An up or dog whatever. style prank, you say? Yeah. Um, Sarah, don't. <laughs> yeah, and speak... Sp- uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Um, so yeah, everyone like is like, oh, haha, Joey got fucked over, haha, idiot. And Joey gets really mad at this and challenges uh, Duke Javelin to a proper fair game of Duel Monsters. Um... To which Duke Devlin is like, oh yeah, yeah, sure, uh, but I don't have a deck, so we'll maybe we'll do this thing where we just like pull packs and we open them and like, we build a deck out of them and proposes like fucking draft. Um, <laughs> yep, you know it's so good. He's like, let's do draft, and Yugi's yeah, like, and- that's crazy. How oh, you can't do that? And you're like, all right, Yugi, what have you got against a- draft? Yeah, draft is the ideal format. Like, <laughs> it's good. He treats it like a criminal crime. You're Maybe Yugi's just not as good at this game as we it's, think It's he is. okay. Uh, Yugi's just an EDH uh, elitist. It's fine. You know, whatever. <laughs> Do, uh, Yugi spent $1,000 on his deck on eBay, and that's why he wins a lot. <laughs> I didn't spend my Duelist Kingdom money on a Black Lotus to not be able to use it, damn it. <laughs> I mean, like, his dad or Granda owns a game shop. Like, that's true, probably, except he gets them for free because his Granda owns a game shop. Anyway... Um, yeah. So the stakes for the duel between uh, Jonoichi and the Togi are that if, uh, or I'll just say Duke Devlin because it's easier. If Duke Devlin wins, yeah. Joey has to do whatever he says for a week. Um, and ugh, Joey says the fucking, this is the worst thing Joey has ever said. Because Joey is like, if I win, all your girls have to become my fans. I'm like, they, mm. He sure didn't say that in the dub. Yeah, what did he say? Please tell me he said something better. He just he just cut straight to the point. If he wins, Duke has to close the game shop. Oh, that's way better. That's like an actual good <laughs> still, stakes. St- yeah, still unreasonable, but way better. Yeah, I sent I basically because of this fucking bullshit that Joey says. I spent the whole episode like hating Joey and just waiting for him. He deserved to lose this duel, in my opinion. I was just like, fuck you, Joey, go die. Yeah. 
how could you treat how could you objectify these girls who are portrayed as like funny annoying fangirls by the episode and you're just making <laughs> mm-hmm. anyway so yeah we cut we cut to they're basically like heading over i guess it's the weekend they're heading over to black clown slash crown and hey, remember when they wear real person clothes? Oh, yeah, I, I, I've, I love I've, these I've, 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 Oh, okay, I've got, I've got the UK. Okay, so Joey's wearing like a cropped denim jacket with a, a white <laughs> t-shirt a and denim jeans. Um, Honda's got like a stylish black blazer with a grey t-shirt, and then Yugi's got this lovely little kind of sleeveless grey jackety thing over this black long sleeve thing, uh, which I will notice, uh, which I will note uh, in the manga. He doesn't wear the kind of vest thing; he just wears the black long sleeve turtleneck and looks very kind of matrix. Uh, and Anzu, Anzu here has this cropped white jacket over a pink mini dress and like this is I'd say bar the finale of season zero where I think Honda was wearing braces slash suspenders this is the most stylish the gang have ever looked and I love it no th- they look like like the Domino City 2001 spring collection right now yeah it's it is hell. 2000s as hell and I love it also, oh, yeah. for some reason, I feel like Taya is dressed like some kind of mom. I don't know. It's the jacket. Yeah, no, it's she's wearing like a turtle, like a jacket over like a turtleneck. I think it's it's Another very turtleneck. like two thousand and two. Yeah, yeah. She looks like a Sex and the City character. Hmm. I couldn't help but wonder. I, I will say, Yugi's outfit is maybe the coolest thing he's ever worn that doesn't look like out and out like jrpg bullshit trash and yeah. that's just like it yeah. it's right up on that line and and he just that's a fucking cool outfit i want that vest <laughs> my honestly, honestly I, I would wear that yeah my favorite thing is when like you, you like you look at yugi and you're like oh he looks really stylish and then later he turns into yami and he looks even more stylish in the same clothes oh, like, hot damn hot damn <laughs> turns out turns out becoming yami just makes you better in every conceivable way <laughs> um yeah, so they go they go into the game uh, and they take the like the lift down to the jail pit. I don't know why this happens in the lift. Sorry, <clears throat> the elevator. Um, they're in the <laughs> elevator, and Joey picks out some booster packs, and like Joey's like, "Oh, I got a really good card. So I'm gonna win this game." So oh, I I, I, I just need to know he does uh, as they like go into the building. There, he just like sings. The couple lyrics from "Bad" by Michael Jackson, but it's what? a completely what. Dead, but the tune's all the tune is completely wrong, so they don't have to pay. I guess MJ or MJ's estate. What? Lyrics? What in the hell? It's I'm bad. You'll know it. I'm bad. I'll show it. I, oh my god! Four kids. Thank you. Oh god. The tune is completely oh off, though. Keep that in mind. Oh my god. This is the first time in our entire run of this podcast. I think I'm actually jealous of the four kids dub. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, we we get down to the deal pit. Uh, people draw or the squad draw their booster packs. Um, and like the thing throughout the whole of the next few episode, those uh, there's like three of uh, Otogi's fan girls. Um, yeah. And they've got like full cheerleader outfits. They say like "Oh, Togi" over the front. I'm curious as to what they said over on their sashes in the dub. Let me just. I think they probably just took out anything that. Mm-mm. That's usually what four kids does. They'll yeah. just take out the text. I don't see any text in in here. It's okay. just a sash. Yeah. I think- um, like, yeah. like the girl, like one, like it kind of it does annoy me because one of them is kind of drawn like a funny ugly. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like, didn't like that. Like, mm. it's just like the episode treats them as like funny comic relief. Like, how, like, it's just, ugh, it's not great. 
Um, not great. But they they are because they exactly like they do endear themselves to me later on when they start bullying Jonoichi. Um, and yeah. they also um, they later on they have this chant that goes L O V E O Togi L O V E O Togi, which is very good and I love it. It's it's great. They, they're like like go go Otogi win win Otogi. Yeah, they're good. I, yeah, um, I want to say the cheerleaders are maybe the best part of the Joey fight, like flat out. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah, I mean the Joey fight is thankfully very short. It's like five turns. Yeah. Um, it's like, like you know, they 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 get their decks, they have everything shuffled and whatnot. Um, and they like get into the duel. It's like I mean I can like run through it turn by turn really really quick if we need to, but yeah, basically basically like Adoki plays a tank Oni tank T thirty four. Cool, yeah, dude. It's a tank with an Oni face on it. Does and, like, look that's very actually cool. kind of neat. I'd like it. Uh, Genochi plays Sword Hunter, which can kill like, when it kills a monster, it equips it. So Sword Hunter gets, like, the Oni mask on its chest and, like, a can on his back, which, again, pretty cool. Yeah. Um, Otogi plays Dark Bat in defense, which is just a gross bat. <laughs> um, and he sets a card in defense. Jinochi plays Mad Sword Beast that, like, yeets the bat into the ceiling with its attack. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it just, like, launches this thing up into the air. Um, it still deals damage through the defense of the bat. Um, Otogi to, uh, use, plays a card, take away Sword Hunter. He summons a thing called Spike Bot. Jinochi attacks. It doesn't say the name, but I actually do recognize this card as Goblin Attack Force, and I think it's like like twenty four hundred attack and zero defense. And when it attacks, it is it has to be in defense the next turn. That's like the trade off, I guess, for huh. having like a really powerful card. Um, they can just like attack out, right? Um, hey, Atogi summons Vic Viper, aka yeah! Gradius. <laughs> it's just Gradius. Y- y'all heard of Konami? Even in the dub, it's straight up Gradius. Yeah. No, no, yeah, the the subtitles are written as Gradius, but he says Vic Viper. And oh that's like God. for the uninitiated, for the non gamers out there that you're so more valid than I am. These these are like the little spaceships you play as in like the eighties arcade shooters that Konami put out. Yeah. Um so Duke uh plays limiter removal that powers Vic Viper up. He equips a card called like Fairy Meteor Strike, and that allows him to attack through defense, and since Goblin attack forces on defense with zero defense, and Vic Viper has twenty four hundred attack f- points. Uh, Duke just, like, completely shreds through all of Jinochi's life points yeah. in one go. Joey yeah. does like, manage to get him down to, like, 50 life points before Yeah, that. no, yeah. Jinochi, like, has him on the ropes, and, like, the whole time, Yugi's like, Jinochi, like, he's... It's an act, like, he's gonna beat, beat you. And Jinochi's like, I don't care, I'm winning, because, you know, he's a big doofus and deserves what happened to him. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, if that's the, like, the actual mechanics of the game, the kind of emotional narrative of the game is just, like... Joey does nothing but boast about how great he is and how he, like, came second in Jilla's Kingdom and how, like, he's just so great and blah, blah. And, like, Duke Devlin just kind of just, like, stares at him and, like, twirls his hair around his finger and is like, uh-huh, uh-huh. He and, loves like, to twirl his hair. He, I fucking love I what love he loves. I love for him to twirl his hair. <laughs> it's great. Um, Yeah, and then just, like, he seems just like a kind of a shitty duelist at first, but then just annihilates Joey, and Joey gets yeah. like completely humiliated. Um, is the main thing, yeah. and I really like how throughout it, kind of Yugi sitting at the side, like, "Come on, he's better than looks," and Joey just ignores him. And there's a great shot of Yugi just face palming absolutely, and you're like, yes. "Yeah, big mood." 
I mean, I feel well, that Yugi. I mean, that's the whole thing about for how much this guy fucking shit talks Yugi for thinking that Yugi cheated. Like, this is a prime example of like he's he's hustling. He's a pool hustler. Yeah. He's not playing with all his cards on the table, and it only gets worse from here. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Joji's humiliation, so yeah, when they when he wins the duel, when Duke wins the duel, he has one of the cheerleaders hand Janochi a doggy costume. Yeah. Uh, I do need to note two things they say right at this bit in the dub. First, Joey says, I used to be great at... It's like, I used to have a purpose. I used to be fighting for my sister. But now I guess it's all gone to the dogs. (laughs) And then Yuki says, you can't just put Joey down like that. Ooh. You can't put him in the doghouse. Ooh, ooh! I think we get some stuff about like Joey's like, "Hey, you don't get a blah, blah, and he starts saying something, and Duke Devlin's like, "Hey, don't talk, dogs, don't talk." Uh, he does <laughs> say every like, time Genoti talks, Duke flicks a die into his forehead. Yeah, <laughs> and like he says, Duke says, "You don't. You're a dog. You don't say ouch. You say woof woof." Yes, he says exactly <laughs> the same thing. Christ, as- Duke. This is a sex thing. Like, <laughs> this is absolutely a fetish. 100%. I mean, there's... I, I don't know if it's in this episode or the next episode, but, like, there's a part where, like, fucking the cheerleaders are just, like, stomping on him and calling yes. him yeah. an idiot dog. Like... <laughs> this is the most Genochi's ever been roasted in a series of episodes, and he completely deserves it. The you thing is... So... Yeah. The thing is, he does look really cute in the dog costume, though. He does! <laughs> There are a couple shots where he's all drawn all chibi when he's like getting chastised for talking, and I'm like, "This is this is good. I'd be okay with seeing him in the dog costume again." Yeah, I want to see him in this again. There's don't a, worry, don't worry, you will. There's a there's a couple yes. parts oh where God. they take like oh, a yeah. really high angle shot too, so like you just see him in the dog costume, but you don't see his face, and it's even better. <laughs> <laughs> he's just a big dog. Yeah. Man. Um. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, Joey is getting humiliated to fuck, as they say. Um, and Yami does not like this. Yami gets so mad, dude. Yami comes out to kick Otogi's ass for how fucking dare you humiliate my friend. It's He's here to good. kick shame Duke Devlin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah dude. <laughs> also, also, I need to mention this because they start mentioned at the beginning. They mentioned again at the ne- at the beginning of like every following episode. This whole duel and everything following is all being broadcast worldwide. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. important. Like, I think I think we skipped over it, but at the start of the Joey duel, like, Joey's like, what are all these cameras for? And Duke Devlin's like, ah, everyone on the internet will be watching. Live on Twitch. What the fuck is up, gamers? I'm about to beat Joey Wheeler's ass. Um, Don't forget to like and subscribe. Yeah. Like... Can Duke Devlin is a fucking Twitch streamer as well as being a hot emo. It's, um, it's the platonic ideal of personality. Yep, pretty much, pretty much. Um, so the, yeah, the, no, the episode. If, if, if this if fucking if if this anime existed nowadays, like Duke Devlin would be like he'd be debuting his his dungeon dice monster game like over Twitch on roll twenty. There'd be like you know QR codes to get it for for uh, tabletop simulator. Like it, it's just that's what it is. Yeah, I'm I'm glad that you mentioned tabletop simulator, Colin, because when I looked up Dungeon Dice Monsters earlier, I did see a screenshot of someone who recreated that in tabletop simulator. They did, and I kind of want to get it. <laughs> oh, me too. Enter the coupon code. Doc- 
Doggy Devlin for 20% off your starting, your starter deck. Your starter kit. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Oh, All man. furries would play this game flat out. Just. Oh, my God. Absolutely. Oh my lord! The the um, the tea when it comes out that Duke Devlin got all the art done by soliciting people on fur affinity. <laughs> oh my god! So oh. anyway, that's pretty much the end of the episode. Um, we get like you know, Yami challenges uh, Duke Devlin to a game, and Duke Devlin's like, okay, but we got to play DDM. Um, also, I'm not going to tell you the rules. Also, if I win, you have to never ever play Duel Monsters again. Um, and, and yeah, yeah, then if Yugi wins, it just, Duke Devlin will stop humiliating John Uichi, and that's kind of it. What else? Yeah. Yeah. He does say in the dub, there is like a whole thing about him wanting the title of King of Games from Yugi. Oh yeah, that's He does say that if he wins, he gets the title of King of Games. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm sorry, the title of Yu-Gi-Oh. Yes, the title of of Yu-Gi-Oh. He's the protagonist now. (laughs) Um, um, yeah, and also actually before we go to break, uh, this is probably a good enough time to mention that the, the, basically, the manga chapters for these are the best, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! Duelist manga chapters that I've ever read, like, I fucking cried during them, um, and it's because they're kind of a combination between the Dungeon Dice Monsters and then the next, uh, episodes that we're gonna do, like, the first two of season two, um, because like a instead of in the manga instead of Yami doing the duel uh, or doing the dungeon dice monsters, it's it's Yugi doing them and doing them. God, fuck! <clears throat> instead yeah. of Yami doing the duel, uh, Yugi's doing it and he's doing it because uh, Duke Devlin's clown dad stole the puzzle because of some bullshit. Uh, and it's all like very intense and way better um, yeah. than in the anime. And I'd highly recommend it. Like if you're gonna watch. If you're going to read, like, any Yu-Gi-Oh! manga chapters in your entire life, you should read chapters, I think it's 75 to 86, um, of Yu-Gi-Oh! Duelist, like, highly recommend, please go do it now. Like, it's good. Um, shall we have a break? Yeah, okay. uh, real quick, um, we didn't mention, this is the end of season one, by the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We made it, gamers. Oh, yeah, that's, <laughs> we, we're doing a big, like, this... Fucking the pot of great episode is gonna be like two hours long because we're doing like a big spicy jumbo episode where we're doing yeah. four episodes of Yugi and Yu Gi Oh, yeah. and it's gonna be this, good. This is actually this this like set of episodes are the last available episodes to stream on Yu Gi Oh dot com. Just huh. just heads up. Oh no, Yu Gi Oh dot com. There's a website. Yeah, that's how I watched oh, yeah. some of these episodes because <laughs> I didn't want to go boot my computer or my TV up and like watch on Netflix. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just visiting Yu-Gi-Oh.com. Right? Oh wow, this is a nice website. <laughs> oh yeah, so it is. Um, anyway, um, do you yeah, have some... let me let me type in let me let me type in Yu-Gi-Oh.com slash Queens of Games to take us to our next segment. <laughs> Would you like to go first? Have you played a video game before? I have played a video game before. Oh, I don't. I don't know what I'm supposed to follow up with that. But yes, I've played oh, video yeah. games before. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm sorry. In, in our segment, Queens of Games, we talk about since Argyle and Dan and I would always like derail the conversation, talk about video games all throughout the episodes. We made a segment for 
a, a safe space to talk about video games. Okay, we've cool. run so up it, all of your spare video game chat, and we've penned it into this little segment in the middle of the episodes, which we're doing now. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. In, so if there's like a game you've played recently yeah. that you want to talk about, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, in, in the ongoing efforts to Marie Kondo my soul, um, I... <laughs> This like one of one of my big things over the past year was like trying to get myself to accept the fact that I don't need to play games immediately when they come out. So like I like I basically didn't play anything last year except for Yakuza Zero, and then I I finally beat that, and so now I've just been playing Breath of the Wild and like really loving that game and enjoying that oh, game. Oh yes. Uh, and then every once in a while I'll fall into a uh, a dwarf fortress hole, uh, which. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's basically it. Um, I've only done one Divine Beast. I've already found 60 shrines, though. I guess that says a lot Hot about damn. me as a person. Um, mm-hmm. I like climbing. I like climbing on things. Um. <laughs> yeah, no. Breath of the Wild, I, I recently got back into it. And, like, yeah, I've done, uh, like, probably about a third of the shrines, and I have not touched a Divine Beast. Like, going back and playing through the game, knowing where everything is, it's like... It almost feels like a better experience because you're like, now I know how to play the game exactly how I want to play it. It's a really good game. Yeah. <laughs> Max, what are you be playing? Um, uh, I'll save Apex Talk for when Argyle's on because he and I have been playing it together. Um, but I picked up, again, um, a little game called Hollow Knight, which is one of my favorite games of all time. Um, it's like, if you're familiar with the concept of a Metroidvania, like that big kind of open world... Um, game where like you know you get new abilities which open up more of the world um hollow knight is a metroidvania where everything's a bug you're yeah. a bug all the bosses are bugs all the characters are bugs all the enemies are bugs that's the most max um, shit i've ever heard in my life oh my god sarah it oh it's like it's beautiful it's all like hand drawn it's not like sprites or 3d models or anything they're drawn in like this like cartoony style that's like distinct enough that you can see it and recognize like what everything's kind of based on um Basically, the story is like you're this unknown character. I won't like go into like the spoilers of it because it's actually a really good story. Um, but basically, you're like this knight who is called into the kingdom for some unknown reason to kind of like save it from its demise after it's like already been mostly destroyed. Mm. Um, and, like you travel around, you go to like different areas. There's uh, there's like this place called Green Path and like the Queen's Gardens that are all like overgrown. It's like a foresty, jungleish area. Um, there's like you know most of it's all caves and stuff. There's like this really beautiful part called the City of Tears that's, like, the capital city, and, like, it's raining the whole time because of this giant underground lake above it. Um, Damn. I, like, it's 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 just a beautiful game. It's so much fun. It's, like, honestly, might be in one of my top ten games, and it's the, one of the only games that I actually want to try and speedrun to get all the achievements for. Hmm. There's, like, an achievement for beating the game without dying, and it's, like, it's called Steel Soul Mode, and I'm, like, I actually want to try to do that because... I, I, I talk myself into like if I can beat it on Steel Soul, I'll get my I'll allow myself to get a tattoo of like <laughs> a little like King, the Kingdom Seal, which is like this cool little. It's like I can't really explain what it looks like. Basically, it's a, an incredible game and it's beautiful and I love it very much. Nice. I love bugs. Thank you, nice. bugs. Nice. John, what have you been playing? Uh, well, I've been playing Apex Legends, but I haven't been playing it with Argyle. I've just been doing it solo. There's this one gaming group I'm in that I might try doing games of it with them. It's it's fun. And I also kind of want to check out Titanfall now because apparently it's set in the same world as that. And, I, and that's been sort of on my I gotta play this someday list. So I'm playing Apex Legends. It's fun. I'm bad at it. And <laughs> that's, the core, that's the core of it. 
are you are you in that like post Yakuza rut now? <laughs> uh, I am eagerly awaiting the release of Kiwami for the PC. Yeah, yeah, that that's uh, good. That I know a lot of people that like immediately div- dived into like Kiwami and Kiwami Two after Zero and just got super burnout on it. So I I'm personally trying to give myself like as much time between them as possible, which. You got. You got. I guess. I don't know. You don't want to get burnt out on Yakuza. Want to want to punch people and throw trash cans around. Yeah. All right. Yep. Just like in real life. Uh, Just like in real life. Anyway, uh, y'all want to talk about episode forty-seven? Oh shit! Have we rolled our Pokemon yet? Yeah. Do you want to? Oh yeah. Shit! I forgot we did that. Uh, Give me a friend. Whoa. Okay. So uh, today's Pokemon is. Oh two. 229M? Do they, do they have... Is this a gender thing? Oh, no, no. No, 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 no. It's, it's a mega form of a Pokemon. Oh, so it's number 229. Okay, okay. It's, yeah. Uh, which is Mega Hondoom, uh, which is a sick fucking dog, which I think is very appropriate for this episode. Um, oh, and Max has just shown me the Babby version, which is also very cute. Yeah, that, that's like the regular Houndoom um, before he turns um, to Satan. Fucking Yugi would 100% have a Mega Houndoom in his deck. That is a Yugi-ass monster. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, kind of, you know, you, like, I'm always a slut for devil horns and kind of that kind of thing. So, <laughs> um, I think, I think I'm, I'll, I'll just, oh god, I just no- noticed it's a fork, it has got a forked tail. Ooh, this one's yep. good. Uh, the description says, Houndoom's entire body generates heat when it mega evolves. Its fearsome, fiery breath turns its opponents to ash. Fuck yeah. That's pretty sick. Um, that actually is very sick, and I think I'm going to have to give this Pokemon a 4 out of 5. Alright. One thing you can't see in the GIF, it does have little pokey like vampire things in the front. <gasps> oh, that's good. Enlarge this. Oh, what a... Oh, baby. Doesn't change my rating, but baby. I love it. It's him. a baby. Um, all right, let's talk about the episode. Lights, camera, action. It's time to dice. Episode 47, Showdown Dungeon Dice Monsters, a.k.a. Part 2. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so Otogi just like, and then the dual pit changes into a dice pit. It's cool. <laughs> yep. Um... And then, and then it's like we've got to build our dice pools. Choose fifteen dice. Should we just like go over the basic rules of I mean, Dungeon Dice Monsters up front? Or bold of you to what? know to assume that I know any of them? Or <laughs> I, oh, I, well, I, I know it. Fucking Yugi doesn't know any of them. So do we really? I I yeah, I think we should. <laughs> yeah, let's... yeah. I was able to pick up on it. If you want me to go through it all, I think it's a bad game. <laughs> no, yeah, I like the first thing I wrote is like this is very exciting that Yami is clearly going to beat Otogi in a game he's never played before, and also I wish this was just Dual Monsters. I I don't know. I kind of really like the. Uh, there's a lot of elements of this game that I like, and and I've I, I don't know. I can go into real life games uh, later, but Colin, I think, tell us your opinion as a budding young game designer. Oh man, um, so like there's a decent amount of randomization. There basically you never have a role you can't do anything with. The, the like, the field expansion, like, quality of it is really interesting. Um, pre- I, I don't know, pretty much the only, like, the only thing I don't like about it is it's very much like a Fantasy Flight Games, wibbly-wobbly, you need 8,000 pieces of cardboard kind of thing. Um, 
But um, it, basically what it comes down to is how interesting this game is depends on, like, the meta surrounding the monsters that you can play with, which, because of the nature of this episode, we can't possibly know because, uh, I mean, the whole episode is Duke Devlin knows how every monster works and Yugi has to, like, randomly open a Dungeons & Dragons player's handbook to a random page to find anything out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's reading the manual the entire fight. That's the quintessential D and D experience, anyways. Yeah. In, in this game, I do I like. I enjoy the fact that you've got like a combination of like, oh, you've got some cool monsters, and also you've got that like a layout kind of challenge where you have to like choose where you put your dice to lay them out and build a dungeon as well as playing monsters. And I'm like, I think that's really neat. I feel like this is a game I would rather play than watch a Yu-Gi-Oh episode about, honestly. Yeah. Like, it seems like it could be cool. Like, I'd rather play this than Duel Monsters. Well, I mean, that's also, I think, why Duel Monsters in the show doesn't actually follow the rules of Duel Monsters. Because if it did, if it, it would be just... not interesting to watch? Yeah, I mean, have you ever yeah, watched people play Magic the Gathering? It is not fun. <laughs> it's like, I, I've seen, like, what my, my roommate in college was so into Magic. Um, hi, Jacob. Shout out to you. Um <laughs> And, like, I would just, like, he, he would be always watching Pro Tour and stuff, and I'd be watching, and these people are, like, commentating on it like it's golf or something. Yeah. It's, like, the most just, like, boring, soulless commentary, and I could recognize that cool things were happening, but, like, to someone who doesn't understand it, it's, like, this is nothing, yeah. you know? I mean, it, at least yeah. with, like, at least with, with fucking dual monsters, you at least have, like, the nice thing where it's, like, oh, I put a big monster down, or, oh, I put a, a card down you can't see, and there's, like, tension yeah. in that. But, I mean, especially when you come down to, like, fucking, you know fucking dungeon dice monsters it's kind of like okay cool where okay you put some you put some squares down are you going to be able to put more squares down next time or are you just going to get some dice that say that you can move a tile and also maybe attack or maybe you can activate a special ability who knows we'll find out it's you know (laughs) yeah Yeah, i i think that like actually okay um part of the um appeal i think of like watching people play you know, uh, Duel Monsters, even like kind of bullshit fake Duel Monsters from um, uh, Duelist Kingdom is like being able to like, you know, you have a vague idea of sort of what the rules are and you like kind of might be able to figure out a way that the protagonist could get out of their situation before they do and you feel really satisfied with that. Like, you know, kind of the way if you're watching a murder mystery and you kind of guess who the murderer is before the cool Hercule Poirot man reveals it, like that's really satisfying (laughs) if you can do that. With this, because Yugi doesn't know the rules and we don't know the rules and we have no idea what's going on, it's just kind of like, okay, cool, things are happening. Um, yeah, that's an opinion. Uh, it's probably wrong, but hey. Yeah. Um, Basically, the the non-opinion, quick and dirty of the game is like <clears throat> big rectangular grid. Pe- your opponents are at either long way side of it in the middle. You each have three life points. If a monster attacks you, you lose a life point. You have you pick fifteen dice out of a really big dice pool. Um, you roll. You get like three random ones out of that pool each turn. You roll them. If you have like matching summon crests, you can summon a monster, and you like put it on the grid. And the dice will unfold in, like, a pattern you select. And basically the goal is to get monsters on the field. And, like, you, you build it connecting to your own territory that you unfold the dice on. You build it to your opponent so you can attack their life points. Um, when you, like, roll things that aren't the summon crests, there are, like, other crests, like magic, attack, defense, movement, um, that you can kind of store in, like, a pool of resources to use on your monsters later on. Like, you use movement crest to move, you use attack crest to attack, and so on. Um 
it, it the, the show does like an okay job explaining it honestly um and i actually really do want to like download the game and try it out because it seems like it'd be just like a, a fun thing to play a few rounds of um it's interesting and i have heard that like the, my... the, they've like put like two gba games out based on it and they are apparently yeah. very good um, yeah, I got it. I'm, I'm not downloading it after the episode's yeah. done. <laughs> and I, um, and man, there's just something like when they do the whole thing where they take the die and they push it into the grid, and then it just kind of like pops up and folds out. Like that's just that's there. There's a that's that's good. That's nice to watch. It's satisfying. Yeah. It's like I really want to poke a die down into a grid and watch it like descend. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can we just kind of agree now that we're not gonna dwell on the actual moves in this game because. We don't have time. Oh, I didn't write down a single. I did not write down a single one. Oh yeah, no. All I remember are things like big, big sword daddy and and uh, ninja running and cool that ninja. kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So the the kind of the game um, or the, this this episode, I think, uh, opens up. You know, the 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 pit turns into a dice pit. Some rules get explained. There's a very good scene of the three Otogi fangirls bullying Joey. At which point, I decided that they're good actually. Um, yep. Otogi explains like some of the rules and like I wasn't really paying attention the only thing I did catch was Yami going this is an excellent game which okay yeah Yami's <laughs> like hey this game's cool as hell yeah. Um, yeah so like we start rolling dice and a very important thing to notice to to note um, is that you know while the dual monsters dual pit things have like places where you put your cards these kind of player stations have like places to roll your dice and they've got like a big kind of screen almost like this the windshield on the front of a motorcycle um so that when yeah. you like throw your dice towards the thing at the speed of sound the dice don't go everywhere it's like the largest dice box like the player station things is just like a really big dice box and yeah i'm very glad of this because we get some extremely good uh dice throwing animations in these episodes yeah, yeah. um so yeah like it starts out uh, Duke keeps on summoning monsters and Yami can't because his the dice he picked are too powerful and it's like really hard to get a match when like you have higher levels because there's like less on the face of the die. Um, every time you summon a monster, you have to yell "Dimension Dice." <laughs> they, yeah, they say in the dub "Dimension the Dice." That is that, four kids. Those are words, that's not right. That, that's, that's that's four, like you can't just words. you can't just put words together and hope it makes sense. Um, it's like reborn the monster. Um, Isn't that the yeah, one? At this point, saying, I just, I, never mind. Carry on. Is it? Didn't you say yeah, that 2019 um, was the year we started saying "Reborn the Monster" instead of "Monster Reborn"? Huh? Huh? Well, that was X more specifically. We we have we at Kaibacorp have officially recognized <laughs> and we have and <coughs> stolen this quote from X. Okay. Um, <laughs> let's carry on. Um, yeah, yeah. So Yami has like fuck all monsters, while Duke Devlin has like a million. Um, bunch of ugly gargoyles. Yeah, um, we sort of we learn about some monsters' abilities. Blah, blah, blah. The game kind of continues, um, and the until the, the interesting thing we get in this episode is that we have a little bit of a backstory about Duke Devlin and how he's oh, the yeah. creator of Dungeon Dice Monsters. Yeah. Um, this this was this was what prompted my message last night. Does anyone else have only love for Pegasus in their hearts on a Sunday afternoon? <laughs> on a Sunday uh, night? Yes. Yes. So, uh, can you run us through the backstory? Yeah, sort of, you know, he made a game, he spent years of his life working hard on a game, um, and then he emailed it to Pegasus. 
I, I think this happened to a lot of kids, though, who thought that they had really good ideas for a game, specifically for, like, new Pokemon, who would, like, mail it to Nintendo and be like, hey, what if this is real? Like, this is not an uncommon thing yeah. as far as I'm aware. What, as in kids would email Nintendo, be like, oh, look at this, and then Nintendo would email back, and the Nintendo from email would have, like, a funny rabbit personally delivering the email to your inbox, and then they'd say, yeah, Ex- we want this exactly Pokemon. This, exactly the same scenario. Just, you know, when you check your I emails mean, in the morning in 2003, and just Pikachu is there waving at you with a message from Nintendo. Um, Hello, Otogi boy! Hello, <laughs> Otogi boy! Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, so Pegasus... Um, reads the email and is like, oh yeah, this game seems cool, uh, and invites Otogi to, like, his creepy illegal island uh, in order to <laughs> test out the game and stuff. Yeah. Um, and Pegasus is, like, such a good gamer that he's able to beat Otogi at the game that he designed. Um, he, and it's heavily implied he, he used the Millennium Eye. Oh, he definitely used the Eye. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um... And Pegasus is just like, oh, fuck yeah, kid, this is a really great game. I will totally sponsor you. But uh, wait, I've got this thing on just after Duelist Kingdom. Like, I'll sponsor you. Just, you know, you'll get your sponsorship right after Duelist Kingdom. And, yeah, um, well. So there's, like, two big questions here, though. One, how does Pegasus use the Millennium Eye to know what's going to happen in a game that's completely randomized? Huh. Cause like hmm, oh I mean, dang, <laughs> damn that's a really good point. Maybe it's, I guess he's just a good gamesman. Number two, how does Duke Devlin keep making this game when he doesn't actually have rights to the copyright or trademark of Duel Monsters? Wait, I just realized <laughs> we get the answer to that at the end of this episode. Or okay. episodes. I, I just realized if Pegasus can can read minds, surely he could like read Duke's strategy and figure out a way to counter it. Maybe he just read the rules from out of Duke's brain. <laughs> that's got to be what it is. Duke, that's that's the reason Duke he wins. <laughs> Duke is the only one who hasn't read the rules for his own game. <laughs> so, yeah, like, you know, I know capitalism is evil and everything, but, like, I am just very happy to see Pegasus saying, like, I'll help you buy and, like, make and sell your game because I'm a good person and I love you so much, Pegasus. You're my dad. Yeah, yeah. and, you know, sort of... Um, we learned that uh, Duke Devlin's motivations for wanting to beat Yugi's ass are because, like, Yugi, like, you know, he hasn't been able to get the sponsorship from Pegasus because Pegasus is in, in like, a fucking coma or whatever. Um, yeah, because because Yugi was the one who ripped Pegasus's eye out, obviously. Yeah. He doesn't and, know that. He does not know that. Like, it just makes me imagine, like, what if, like, the guy who made Baldur's Gate almost didn't make Baldur's Gate because Gary Gygax got sent to the, the Shadow Dimension? Like... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um, Gary Gygax died in real life in a game of D&D, and nothing good ever happened ever yeah. since. <laughs> Um, so yeah, the, the, that's kind of the episode. Like, there's more kind of gaming and posturing and like dialogue and yeah, stuff blah, in the blah, rest blah. of the episode, but it's not. Yeah, I've got nothing to say about it. Yeah, yeah no. it's mostly like they play a bit. Uh, Joey tries to co- tries to come in, gets beaten up. Uh, it's pretty much that. I yeah, I lost my notes, or I'd probably have more to say. <laughs> I mean, for the next episode, I literally have only ten lines of notes, so, like, you didn't miss much. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there is one last thing. Uh, 
at the end of the second episode, there is, like, this big drama shot of, uh... Oh, yeah. Of, like, Duke, like, like, just, like, like, gloating over Yugi with his dice. It's, oh, yeah. It's, a... I... it's, like, one of those, like, painterly-looking frames. Yeah. I remember it because it was, like, almost, the, it was, like, the same composition as one of the cliffhangers in the Pegasus-Yugi deal. Yeah. Yep. Um... That's a thing that happens a lot throughout the throughout all the Yu-Gi-Oh! series where they'll just, like, cliffhanger with, like, a big drama shot. Just some good screensavers in there. Yeah. Um, so episode 48 is called Yugi's Difficult Battle, Orgoth of the Relentless's Fierce Attack, which I'm assuming is easier to say in Japanese. Um, Orgoth. And I think it's an Orgoth. Orgoth. Dungeon Dice Monsters Part 3. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> yeah, dude. Got him. So, yeah. <laughs> this kind of opens up and like uh, basically Duke Devlin's being saying that Yugi must have cheated in order to beat Pegasus um, and Joey's like getting really mad about this yeah. and stuff yeah. um, this is when he gets stomped on by cheerleaders because um, <laughs> <laughs> um, then there's like um, he ends up just kind of sitting on the floor and like howling like like a like a dog, oh, yeah. and Anzu and Honda are just like Jesus. This is really fucking him up, man. Oh God! In, in the dub, they say, "Ah, oh, that's rough. This is it's a dog's life." Yeah, God, that's so yeah. good. Dan, like, I'm really sad that you lost your notes because, like, all those dog puns that you had archived. Um, listeners, you'll just have to watch the episodes for these the are like key dog, dog puns. puns I wrote down. Thankfully, I. I, I memorized them. Dog <laughs> you committed the important things to memory. They're burned yeah. into your mind for the rest of your life. Um, I've got for this episode, um, you know, Suguroku arrives at Black Clown Games and uh, there was a line from him that made me want to shoot myself in the fucking face because like, God. he sees the cheerleaders, like, you know, remember like creepy old man Suguroku from like episode whatever, whenever he asked Anzu's titty size, Your well he's back grandpa. because he sees all the cheerleaders, gets like an animation of heart eyes and is just like, oh this is too much oh. stimulation for an old man I'm going to <laughs> fucking kill him. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's like down in front, and they throw a can at his head later. He also like he he doesn't understand how TVs work because he keeps like hitting the TV. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this man is a hundred and ten years old and has never seen a TV in his life. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. For the rest of the episodes, like he's standing right in front of the TV, and all the crowd are throwing like cans at him, and I'm like, yes, fucking get him, get that creeper, <laughs> annihilate this old man, annihilate him. Um, so, and after that, we cut back to the game where Yugi is reading the manual. <laughs> Yeah. Nerd ass Yami are reading the manual while he plays. <laughs> I did note down that Duke Devlin says, The more you comprehend this game, the more satisfying it will be to crush you, which is yeah. quite literally a thing my friend said to me whenever he was teaching me to play magic. <laughs> oh my god. Wow. Well, I mean, that's like a real thing too, because like, you know, <clears throat> he, he he's gonna try and get the satisfaction for beating Yami in a game he's never played before. And like, I feel like a regular person wouldn't. Like, if I challenged my girlfriend to like a match of Mortal Kombat or whatever. I wouldn't feel good if I beat her because you never played it before. You know, it's like, it's like quite literally like taking candy from a baby. Yeah, You're but Max, good about what it. if your girlfriend was the king of games? Oh my god, that'd be good as hell. Yeah, like what? What if you made your own fighting game and then challenged Sonic Fox to it? Okay, all right, you got me. You got you got me. You got me. Um. 
Um, yeah, the the like the kind of gimmick for the latter half of this episode is like, oh, black dice. Otogi's like, oh, I've black. got a cool black dice that I have like a portal from. Um, so he he summons like a warp portal using a black die, and then Yami summons a very good monster, black ninja. Yeah, the ninja yeah. with the cool voice. He talks. He, he doesn't talks. talk in our version. He just oh. grunts a lot. Oh. This this is a landmark moment because this is the first time a dual monster has ever like actually said words. I mean, right? Time magic, I guess. Oh yeah, but like, I he, mean, this is this is like, this is real. He says actual things. Wait, are we talking about the two sword guy or or Arthur Dane two no, swords or? Uh... We're talking about Black Ninja. <laughs> we're oh, talking the about ninja. the, or I think he's called like Dark Ninja or something, or yeah. Cool Ninja or Sick Ninja or. I Yami didn't no write ninja. down the know. name, but he does have a really <laughs> Yami no ninja. Cool he's got like this sort of like star thing that gives me like Sentai vibes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's just Ninja Gaiden. Yeah. Yeah. Also, He's just ninja guy. Yeah. Also, mean, when he runs, it makes like this weird stock running sound effect. Okay, because in the Japanese, when he runs, it goes. And also, he does. Yeah. This dude runs. He moves his leg faster than anyone has ever moved their legs while running. It is the funniest thing in the world. It's very important to note that this gives us a, a critical window into the development of ninja running technology. Because, like, like Sarah said, he's dabbing. He only has one arm pointed behind him or to the side. This is like, we're seeing live how Naruto running developed. Like, this is this is very important. Before Naruto, there was Black this is Ninja. The missing, the missing link. <laughs> missing link. Yeah, they, I mean, yeah. Ninja they, running evolution confirmed. You, missing link, no juice. You got to ninja run one arm at a time. That's how you learn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I've written down that uh, you know the cool ninja like kills a monster and takes out one of Otogi's three lives. At this point, like the cheerleaders are like, "Oh no!" Joey starts fucking barking with joy. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, no, he, like, at this point, he's, like, committed to the dog role and does he... not speak that much English. It's <laughs> yeah. kind of weird. He's... Like, he's into it now, which... He's like, maybe this isn't so bad. I'm happy for him. <laughs> I mean, really, I mean, look at look at Joey and tell me he's not a sub. Oh, no, yeah. no, we've just... I mean, feel like... yeah, Colin, we established this about five episodes into this <laughs> Specifically, <podcast. laughs> specifically, I'm pretty sure we established this in the episode where uh, Kaiba comes in and, like, tells Joey that he's a dog. Yeah, and then Joey has a sex dream about about being a dog. Yeah, so oh, like man. <laughs> confirmed. It's kind of how did I forget about Joey having a sex dream about being a dog? This is like okay, this is established canon. Then all right. <laughs> yeah, these episodes are not filler. These are very important to the character development. I mean, technically, if you if you if you count filler as being something that doesn't happen in the manga, this kind of happens in the manga, so it's ta- it's not filler. It's not Yeah, yeah. I mean, the dog bits aren't um, in the manga, which I'm sorry about. Anyway, so the the episode kind of ends on a cliffhanger where Otogi summons, like, a really, really powerful monster. Oh, okay, which is the titular, uh, what's it called? Orgoth. Orgoth, the Relentless. Yeah. What did you, what did you call him, Colin? Sword Daddy? Yeah, Sword Daddy. <laughs> yeah, no, that checks out. He's very big. He looks like a boss in a beat-em-up. Or, like, one of those, like, early 90s beat-em-ups that... Yeah, he looks like the most basic ass fantasy like '90s Super NES RPG character. It's like like the bad guy that you got to beat up in like chapter three or whatever. He I don't know. He kind of looks like Summon Skull if Summon Skull wanted to fuck a little bit harder. Um, 
Not possible. <laughs> That's certainly a trick. <laughs> um... Yeah, so, you know, uh, Orgoth, the Relentless is here, uh, Yummy kind of manages to fend him off with some shit with traps, uh, and then the cliffhanger is when the really cool ninja gets destroyed, which, yeah. rest Rip. in peace, you cool ninja. Rest in peace, Ryu Hayabusa. Like, the, honestly, that ninja, for me, made this episode from, like, a bad one into, like, a pretty good average one. Yeah. Um, yeah. He was very good. So, so um, next one, last one of this set. Episode 49, Miracle Dimension, Summon Dark Magician. Holy shit, where are we on time? According to this, it's... Damn, we're making good time on this. Yeah. To to be fair, it doesn't matter a lot of the... We just sort of scripted through most of the actual combat. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, Although, Max, are you ready to talk with me for 20 whole minutes about the new theme song that we get? Oh, my God. So I had to, as with Sarah, I had to pause after because we got the Battle City opening an episode early and it sent me. I fucking, the first I, like page of my notes are just key smashes because I was, I was not ready for the new yeah. OP. Holy I wrote shit. new OP like 10 times in a row. Oh my God. It's so good. Oh my god! But, but like, like, th- like, like this is this just jumped up straight to like fucking JoJo tier anime opening. Like, honestly, yep. it oh, it's just and I love it. Like, just after watching, I am, I'm, I'm so hyped for Battle City. Like, just in the opening, we see all the like, you know, you, you say, I, I'm, I can't talk about it because we we gotta save it till next season to talk about it, but. Oh, oh, okay. yeah. oh my god. Let's 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 move on. Let's move on. Yu-Gi-Oh episode. I watched it three times and like had to go outside to calm myself down, honestly. God, I wish that were me. It was really, yeah, it, you just Just search it on you, YouTube like yeah. I, I I posted it in, in okay. schedule. Oh, oh, cool. oh yes. Yeah. It's Um So where where the fuck yeah. are we anymore? Did, we're gaming. Uh we're still gaming, unfortunately. <laughs> we cannot be stopped. <laughs> that that feel when you cannot and will not stop gaming. Same. So all yeah. of you, yeah, yeah, big mood. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Yami has <laughs> run out of space on the board on which to place down his dice. He can't. Like, he can no longer say dimension the dice and slam the dice into the board in a really satisfying manner because he doesn't have any more space to do it. Because Otogi didn't fucking bother telling him that this was not only a monster summoning game, it was also a dungeon building game. So he built a really shitty dungeon. Yeah. And that's like, oh, we open the episode and Yami's kind of fucked. Um, yeah. Yami really is kind of fucked here. Orgoth truly is relentless. Yeah, he's <laughs> I gunned out man, I numbered out planned um yeah the the orgoth kind of destroys his little wizard which is like his last monster i think he has like one more left i think after all this but yeah like orgoth just like hulks out and just shreds through like all of his monsters and he's like basically gonna like beat up yugi's life points until he loses at this point yeah yeah i did until i did note down actually um that um his thought process is about like, oh no, my other self is going to be really sad if he has to give up dual monsters. And I'm like, okay, so this yeah. shows that like Yami himself doesn't actually care about dual monsters. He's just like gaming in general, and that like Lil Yugi is the one who loves these goddamn cards, <laughs> which is very <laughs> interesting His... and cool. That's very Yami's hero. Pa- Yami's hero name is I cannot stop gaming. Yeah. 
Well, I'm sure, like, Yami spent all of fucking ancient Egypt, uh, the fucking, the uh, blah, 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 cannot talk today. Uh, Yami spent all of, like, ancient Egypt playing one Duel Monsters and two, that one, like, cribbage-ass looking board game from, like, Mesos- Mesopotamia. So, like, he wants to get into, like, poker and, like, World of Warcraft and, like, Fortnite and whatever, but he can't because Yugi's just all about fucking Duel Monsters. <laughs> Please. What if Yami was a Twitch streamer? It's 2003. He's playing Unreal Tournament. <laughs> yeah. He's playing, like, Warcraft yeah. 1. So all all seems lost. Yami's, like, all sad. He's gonna lose. And then we get one of the most motivational speeches I've ever heard from a man in a dog costume. Oh, yeah. This is good. <laughs> I love it for a very specific reason. Um, what's his speech With the line at the end? The one that Honda says? Oh, I didn't write down this. Yeah. Yeah. Did you write down the speech itself? Yeah, basically. No, Genochi's like, you know, you gotta win. Like, don't do it for yourself. Do it for, like, all the duelists who have ever, like, played duel monsters and, like, known that they can win. It's, it, the actual content of the speech is meaningless. It's just, like, raw motivation from Genochi. Yeah, it's good. I think in the dub it's more about, like, how he's overcome so much and just because he's playing a different game doesn't change the fact that he's good at games. Yeah, same yeah. sentiment. And then Honda says... <laughs> and then Honda says... Oh, you want me to do it? Yeah, Max, tell us what Honda says. He basically says, cool story, bro, you're a dog. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, basically, he's like, you know, that wasn't nice and all motivation at all, but, like, it's really hard to take you seriously when you're dressed like a dog costume. <laughs> like... It's the most savage thing Honda's ever said, and I love it so much. Genochi's been beat up the entire episode, and then Honda delivers the killing blow. Humiliated by Duke Devlin, humiliated and stepped on by three cheerleaders, and now humiliated by Honda and Anzu. Presumably humiliated from all of this being on worldwide television. Oh my god, he's on worldwide television dressed like a dog. Yeah, that like that that oh. does connect to like one of the next lines, uh, which is you know Yami keeps on gaming and still won't give up, and Duke Devlin is like, gaming fans around the world are watching you on the internet, so stop this pointless struggle and admit your defeat. Like, <laughs> uh, Yugi, the Twitch chat is laughing at you, so just give up right now. <laughs> yeah. So after this dose of motivation, Yami's like, here I go, partner, to Yugi in his head. Yeah, it's really um, good. And he, he rolls the dice, and he gets, like, the four-star summon again. And Duke is like, you know, you have nowhere on the board to play it. And <laughs> I love this part because Yami's like, well, you know, you can you can configure the die to fold out in any in any way. And, and Duke's exact line is like, I need you to tell me that. <laughs> and he basically, like finds, like, the one spot on his board that he could, like, fold out the die in such a specific way that it would actually fit in. And Duke is like, oh, shit, I forgot about that part. <laughs> and, like, it it seems like, you know, you would overlook that, like, that you, sh- that you wouldn't overlook that, I mean. But honestly, like, I feel like that's happened to everyone that, like, you've made such a simple mistake that's, like, completely screwed you over in, like, pretty much any game at this point. So it's, like, the most relatable thing to, like be so cocky and then be like oh god i messed up i screwed up big oh god i'm gonna lose so bad yeah and especially when you follow the way that like he plays out like the his kind of like opening plays is basically he just fucking bum rushes yugi and then as Mm. soon as he gets close enough to like yugi's side of the board just starts randomly throwing down stuff everywhere just to like fuck up any semblance of trying to like 
have a board on Yugi's side of the table. So it's kind of like, yeah, okay, he missed some spots, but that's kind of like, I don't know. Uh, it's it's good that Yugi has spatial awareness to be able to know what shapes are. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's less of an ass pull than it yeah. seems, basically. Yeah, yeah. like, on this, the moment that uh, Yami finds the hole in the middle of his territory, that this is like, that's kind of like the... Uh, climactic moment in the manga where Yugi's just sitting there like fuck 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 what do I do and then like remembers something that someone's told him about like a key or a puzzle or a shapes oh no yeah he's thinking about the puzzle because he's trying to get the puzzle back and because he's thinking about the puzzle he thinks about like shapes fitting into each other and then he's like there's the space I can put my dice and then like wins the game and it's really cool and honestly the manga I cannot state how much the manga versions of these this the game is better than the anime version. Yeah, it, it sounds like <laughs> I just think every it single way. <laughs> um, so, and then at this point, we cut to <clears throat> the like Oto- Otogi re- or fucking Duke is like remembering <clears throat> that Pegasus is like. By the way, I love Dungeon Dice Monsters. I want to like connect it with Dual Monsters, so I'm going to put some new monsters in the game. So, what else would be at at this point, and you already know by the title, but Yami summons Dark Magician, and Duke is like, I don't know what this does, I didn't read the rules, because I thought it'd be okay, oops. Yeah, I let I let Pegasus just randomly put monsters on my game, but it's cool, oh shit, oh fuck. <laughs> Abins. Abins. Um, yeah, Dark Magician's here, and he does every single Dark Magician thing that we know and love. Yes. Yeah. Like, ticking boxes hats. on a list. Yeah, he does magical hats. Uh, Duke tries to shoot this like funny skull man out of a cannon yeah. and misses. Obviously, um, he does magic box and like spears one of like Duke's weird gargoyle oh, yeah. things in it. Like the the way they do the little animation for this is like like they show it from behind the box and like one of its limbs just sort of falls out. It's oh, it's it's grim. like gruesome almost. <laughs> Yeah, it's like dangly, um, and then Dark Magician gets up to like to um, Duke's like final like uh, his stand, and he like tuts at him. It's so good. Wait, does Dark Magician have like a voice? No, he just tuts. Oh. Like like he just goes up and he's like, <laughs> and like wags his finger at Duke, and Aww. then just like annihilates him. Oh, I wish Dark Magician had a voice. Hey, um, I'm just saying you may you may get your wish fulfilled. Uh, eventually, just just say it. It's really oh my god. Oh my fucking um, god. <laughs> yeah, and Yami wins the game with with Dark Magician, his his friend, it faithful companion, yeah. faithful like a dog, faithful like a Joey. Yeah, um, yeah, and yeah. You know, it's it's good to see. Like this whole episode, I was like, I'm not that into this game. Like, I like it. Mainly, it's just really good to see a game that is not dual monsters for once. In yeah, my life. it's refreshing. Yeah. Um, it's refreshing and cool, and kind of reminds me of season zero a little bit. Not really. Um, God, season zero is so good. Yeah, I just I still think about it. Um, so yeah, the kind of the the after there's like an aftermath scene of after the game, and it's of Duke Devlin like sitting and chatting with all the gang. He kind of like apologizes for being a dick, and is like, and they're like, oh, you can be our friend now. Um, and stuff like that it's it's nice yeah we we get a line from Genochi who says I don't like you but I like this game (laughs) pretty much 
and, and and like fucking Duke is straight up like, oh, I'm sorry, I was such a, like a piece of shit. Like I and like you're you're definitely not a cheater. And now everyone across the entire globe knows I'm a huge piece of of dingus. <laughs> yeah, everyone in the but, everyone on the internet now knows his weird puppy play kink. Yeah. <laughs> but he does get the email from Industrial Illusions. Presumably Pegasus is like recovered. It doesn't say it's from Pegasus. Yeah, but he basically like, gets. Yeah, probably. He, like, gets the email, and it's like, hey, Industrial Illusions is still gonna, like, license this game, and they're all happy for him. You get a really good line from Yugi, and <clears throat> Yugi says, I don't believe games are for taking something from your opponent or creating hate. And I'm oh. like, Yugi, you've clearly never played Overwatch, or literally any <laughs> online game. You've never had a ten-year-old call you, like, a, a, a slur? slur. Yeah, like... <laughs> it was a simpler time back in 2000-whatever. It was not. You had Counter-Strike, and... And like, <laughs> Halo. What if, what if Yugi door stuck though? <laughs> oh shit! I'm adding this guy to friends. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like a happy ending. They all forgive Duke for making Genochi wear a dog costume. Cool. Yeah, and I hopefully Joey just like embraces his like humiliation puppy play kink that he now has apparently. Yeah. Um, um Sarah. Yeah. Did you listen to the ending? Because it's a new one, too. Yes, I actually have some notes about this, because, like... Yeah, dude. I, like, yeah, again, we get a new ending theme, and, like, the most... The thing that got me most excited about this ending theme is that, like, just seeing everyone's, like, new looks for Battle City. Like, I specifically, yeah. I noticed that um, Yugi is wearing his, like, um, like buckle choker. Which is an item that I made in order to dress up as Yugi for Halloween, and now wear, like... <laughs> every other fucking day because I love it so much. It's really comfortable. Oh, it's a good look, um, is the thing. Like, and I would just, like, honestly, like, next se- next pot of green season, I am really excited to talk about how Battle City changed me aesthetically as a person. Um, <laughs> we get fucking that, we get literally. That good Sarah, we get that good Sarah character development backstory in season two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally. So, uh, if we're wrapped up, I'll move on yeah. to Beyond Toon World. Yeah. That's season two, baby. Yeah, yeah. Or season That's, one, um, whatever. I've got, season I've got questions one. up uh, here. Yeah. So. yeah. so I'll start with uh, Beyond Toon World. For this one, I decided to go with uh, Duke Devlin's voice actor because I don't believe he's actually been covered so far. And if I did, I probably like ignored like a minor role just so I could like do this. Uh, so uh, Duke Devlin's uh, English voice actor is Mark Thompson. Uh, I can't find a whole lot of info on Mark, so I'll just go over some of, like, his his filmography. He's been doing, uh, he's been doing voice work since the 90s. He was, it looks like one of his earlier roles was a number of supporting characters on the show Daria. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Let, let's see, he later went on to do 4Kids work, uh, being Casey Jones in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon, uh, he... Of course, plays Duke Devlin. Uh, let's see, he plays some various Pokemon, including Ash's Tepig. Uh, he also does a number of like notable supporting characters throughout the rest of the Yu-Gi-Oh! series, like Chaz Princeton uh, from GX. He plays uh, Lazar, the the like clown baby mayor from from. What? From five That's the best yes. Yu-Gi-Oh fucking thing I've ever heard. Did you say clown baby man? I already hate it. Yes, the guy who rules the like d- 
dystopian future city in 5Ds is a clown baby looking dude. I'm just gonna what? like pull up an image. If those of you at home just look up, oh Lazar, wow, yeah, yeah, that's, that's what he is. Yeah. <laughs> and let's see, he plays like some characters in Arc Five. I can't find the specific ones. Oh God, I hate it. <laughs> oh, my God. Why is he balding? <laughs> Oh, oh my god, it hasn't, it hasn't loaded for me oh. yet, and I'm like, the, the trepidation I'm feeling. He's, he's got like a nine head. <laughs> yeah, oh my god, you can fit both of his hands over that, Sarah, posted it here. <gasps> Holy shit. Oh no. <laughs> scary. Uh, did you Although, all know that he oh. has a sister? Oh fuck, that's right. <laughs> no wait, isn't what? that his... Is that his wife or his kid? I can't remember. He has a wife and kid, and they're both weird clown babies as well. Uh, I I don't want to get to 5Ds. I do. To be be fair to this clown baby mare, do you kind of like his eye makeup? It's a look. Yeah. Oh, I mean, that's like... That's for literally every Yu-Gi-Oh character. I mean, yeah, why do you think I wear so much fucking eyeliner these days? (laughs) So those are like the core things that Mark Thompson has done, to my knowledge. But also, yeah, he does cool. do, like, Chaz in GX. I don't know his his Japanese name, but Chaz Princeton is basically the Kaiba equivalent of GX, and he fucking rules. Yeah, he sounds like he's old money. I hate that name. It, he does Chaz have a catchphrase, Chaz it up. <laughs> Thank you. I don't want to watch GX. I do! I don't want to watch anything other than regular Yu-Gi-Oh! It's incredible. <laughs> it features the most Australian the man in the world. <laughs> Now you said the words chuzz it up. I really do want to watch GX. Um, oh, and he also plays uh, Astral and Zexel, who is like the Yami equivalent, who is like like this alien from... Yeah. Uh, Damn. Mikitaka? Sounds yeah. like GX goes some places. Uh, y'all want to hear some questions? Oh, yeah. Yes, please. Um, first one comes from Anonymous, which says, is there really anything cooler than making up your own game, not explaining the rules, and then gloating about being the winner? Absolutely it not. It feels I like something Kaiba too. would do, actually. It really does. <laughs> Somehow would... it feels like something Colin's done to me, but I think that's just because I didn't read the docs that you posted in the... In the <laughs> yeah, that was explicitly a playtest that I gave you all the information for. And also, I did not try and just kill you. I tried to make you cry. Uh... You... Excuse me? <laughs> you explicitly tried Holy to kill shit. us several times. Um... <laughs> Holy shit, Colin. <laughs> it was very good. And also, I should have actually read the rules properly, and I didn't. It's my own fault. Yeah. Um, our second question is from Dark Wizard James Mason, uh, who says to Potter Greed, I can't believe Duke tries to force Joey to be a dog. His persona is clearly a pig, and you don't force something to be something other than their persona. I would object to this, actually. Uh, I would say that out of all the animals that Joey has imitated, a dog is most clearly his persona. Yeah. Yeah. He seems most comfortable being a dog. Like, he clearly, like, he objects yeah. at first, but then he, like, just kind of gets into it, and I'm like, Genochi, you think you got some figuring it's out. It's sort of like, like how H Bomb has a weasel sona that someone gave to him. It just fits. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, like, just the amount that he ended up getting into it in these episodes, and the fact that this is not the last time we see Joey dressed as a dog in this, in, in Yu Gi Oh! Oh, um, good. It's basically canon. It's 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 the it it's canon. Um, and the the third question, which is I think my favorite question this week, it's uh, it's from anonymous, and it says, "What game devs would you fight to the death for?" Sweary sixty five. 
I would I, I would die for Sweary. Um, I would fight Shigeru Miyamoto to the death to kill him, not to defend him. <laughs> yeah, uh, I would. I would I definitely would, fight would, John Wick Colin, for the sake first, of trying. Um, okay, yeah. This is important. <laughs> Colin, I would fight to the death for you, darling. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Okay, you can go. Uh, yeah, I would fight John Wick just to get the chance to kill John Wick. Um, for a variety of different reasons, including I'm, being able to tell people that I killed John Wick and having them think I do want to. I do want to specify that this is John Wick who who did L five R and not John Wick from the movies. Um, I feel like that's an important distinction that we need not to make. Keanu John Wick. Yeah. Not, no. I, like I said, I would I would die for Sweary, but if I could kill any game dev, <laughs> huh? I would probably go with hmm, what's his name. I don't think I would go for Todd Howard. I don't think he's that he's that worth it. But You can't kill him. He is in, indestructible and invincible. That is true. Uh, he's he's an actual Daedric Lord. Yes. <laughs> uh but who would I Did he did wait, real quick. Yeah. Todd Howard went to my church. Oh yeah, you mentioned that. It's, oh wow. It's, <laughs> two of my younger siblings uh were taught by his wife at the school That's we went great. to. My my sister knows his son. Also, I do feel like, you know, we can't we can't kill Todd Howard because Todd Howard is like the kind of the symbol, he's kind of like the, the, the Satan symbol of gaming and that he needs to exist so that there is like an antagonist to all of gaming. You know what I mean? God, that's so true, <laughs> Yeah, Sarah. That's the most gamer thing you've ever said. <laughs> but now I'm just trying to think of one who's like a real piece of shit. I mean, heck, Kamiya, he's not a piece of shit. He's just kind of rude. He did block me on Twitter. <laughs> I mean, he blocks for... He blocks literally everyone who. He has a specific set of rules. He has a yeah. very strict. Don't talk set to him in English. Don't talk to him Please in respect. English. He will pretty much only retweet you if you like say, "Hey, I played one of your games. I enjoyed it." And it has yeah. to be a game he actually worked on, or he will block you. Yeah. Is that podcast? I guess that's a podcast. I, I reckon so. Um. We want to real quick go through all of our pluggies. Yeah, let's 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 roll them off. <coughs> yeah, um, yeah. Um, I, I'll go. Uh, I'm I'm Max. You can find me on Twitter at Max Vigilian and Tumblr at Max Vigilian. I'm Dan Silva. You can find me at at Mike underscore Dawson with a zero on Twitter. You can find my comedy blog at Xbox underscore Holiday. Uh, there isn't one today, but in two days is claims to be pro life dies anyway day and. Tomorrow is Froppy's oh, birthday. Bless. Yeah. Uh, oh, and of course Happy Valentine's birthday, Day. Froppy. Yeah. Hey, tomorrow's also- my girlfriend's birthday. That's a holiday. <laughs> oh, cool. Wait. Uh, no, Wednesday. My bad. Sorry, Katie. Uh, also, I want to just... I promise to only do one shout-out, and this one is going to be for my friend Maxie Satan and her new album, Giant Robot Girlfriend. It's inspired by... It's, a, it's an anime-inspired album about being gay and trans, and it's good. I love that. Yeah, yeah. I gave it a wee listen this afternoon, and it's like, it's really, like, wholesome? I don't know. Yeah. Check it out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, uh, I, I'm Sarah. Hi, uh, you can find me everywhere on the internet at Sarah Mick Costumes. S-A-R-A-H-M-C-C Costumes. Um, and, you know, I do cool costume stuff if you want to go see that. Colin! Um, 
What's up? Uh, I'm Colin Paget Arnold. You can find me on Twitter at Pagetish. That's P-A-D-G-E-T-T-I-S-H. Uh, I had a podcast forever ago. I'm not going to talk about it. Um, and uh, I recently self-published my first game. Um, there is a thing going on itch.io right now called the Emotional Mecha Game Jam. Uh, and uh, somehow I managed to write a game in like two days. Uh, so yeah, I made a GMless story game for four plus players called Love in a Bottle. Uh, it's about uh, being in Mecca and space and crying and maybe dying. Um, and it's very good. And I haven't played it yet, to be completely honest, but I'm going to try and change that uh, soon. Uh, but yeah, you can uh, you can find my game and maybe future games at Pagetish. That's P-A-D-G-E-T-T-I-S-H dot itch dot I-O. Uh, and you should definitely check out all of the other games in the Emotional Mecha Game Jam because they are all very, very good. Um uh, fucking, uh, this guy named DC, who's a very big figure in the tabletop community right now, made a journaling game called Plot Armor, where you just, you, you talk about your feelings, uh, being a mecha anime protagonist, and that's, that's very good. Um, yeah. Cool. Yeah, thank you very much for coming on the show. Um, we have been Pod of Greed. You can can find find us us. on Tumblr at podofgreed.tumblr.com. Twitter at at pod of greed cast. Uh, send us questions whenever you feel like it. Uh, we're we're, we're going to be starting season two soon. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> especially if you haven't been on the show yet, it would be wonderful to get a bunch of new guests on to you know come on, espouse your beliefs about Yu Gi Oh and why it's good and wholesome. Um, you know, contact us any of those platforms, and yeah. we'll we'll get you in. We'll get you all figured out and sorted out and whatnot. Yeah, um, or join our Discord, which we have. Yeah. yeah, join Discord. There's a link to it in, in every episode. Yeah. Um, yeah, please please water us with your attention and content. <laughs> Thank you. And, so. Yeah, to end our episode, um, Colin. Yeah? There's a thing posted in the scheduling channel. Yeah? Um, which we get people to read. Um, would you like to take us out um, <clears throat> with that text? Okay. <laughs> God. <laughs> okay. Um, Norman Reedus, booty ass, dirt hands, like God. <laughs> that was the earliest break we've ever had. Nor- <laughs> Uh, Norman Reedus, booty ass, dirt, hand slip, prince ass, naked butt ass, naked ass, out of mud, covered booty ass, naked ass, out of butt ass, naked booty cheeks, butt ass, out of naked booty ass, booty out, naked ass, Norman Beavis, butt ass, naked mud slap, butt cheeks, bad. One. Yeah! <laughs> That's season one, folks. This has been a Kaiba Court production. Yeah.